This episode is brought to you by Kia's first three-row all-electric SUV, the Kia EV9. With available all-wheel drive and seating for up to seven adults. With zero to 60 speed that thrills you one minute. And available lounge seats that unwind you the next. Visit kia.com slash EV9 to learn more. Ask your Kia dealer for availability. No system, no matter how advanced, can compensate for all driver error and or driving conditions. Always drive safely. Welcome to Why'd You Push That Button, a show where Caitlin Tiffany Hi. and Ashley Carmen, that's me, talk about all the choices technology forces us to make. This week, we got some drama. <laughs> I'm excited. I've been looking forward to this episode for a long time. It is about why people leave their group chat. It is about whether you are permitted to leave the group chat, I think, at its heart. We're going to give everybody, like, some ground rules for how to be decent human beings this week. That's how we do. I'm hoping we come away with some ground rules, but, you know, (laughs) I can't guarantee it. This is going to be, I think, one of those episodes, like, similar to when we talked about read receipts, Mm -hmm. where by the end I feel like I'm basically crying just thinking about how cruel people are to each other (laughs) in such a blase way. It's so true. It's so true. Okay. (laughs) So for those who are unacquainted with group chats, I define it as just a group of two or more. So three people, three and up people participating in a chat. Lots of different apps exist where you can have group chats. It can be Messenger on Facebook. It can be iMessage. It can be just SMS. It can be Slack. It can be GroupMe. It can be Twitter DMs. It can be Instagram DMs. Oh boy. Literally, you can establish a group chat anywhere you want on the internet, and it can get a little out of control. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. There's just like a high level of variability between like how much any given person wants to be involved in a group chat during the day. Even if Ashley and I have the same level of affection for each other, which of course we do. 100% equal (laughs) 50-50 completely. It's totally possible that she does not want to receive as many slacks from me as she does. And I think a crucial thing we need to mention here is also that you can get added to groups, I think in pretty much every case, without your permission. Right. And to leave, you would have to signal to the room that you are leaving. It will say, Ashley Carmen has left. Right. So you don't have a choice to join. You definitely have to make the choice to leave. The one place you do have a choice to join is like if you get added into like a Twitter DM group with people that you don't follow. Oh, really? You have to openly, you have to to like, yeah, accept it. Oh, okay. Yeah. So clearly this is a little bit designed to make the drama just for me and Caitlin to talk about. Um, Caitlin and I are in a group chat together with our pal Lizzie, who everyone should know and love at this point. And I think we have a great group chat going, great dynamic. Are you in other group chats, Caitlin? Okay, I really don't like group chats because they, as I said, I'm a a sensitive flower. And (laughs) group chats really hurt my feelings. If they die out, just thinking about them makes me feel sad. Like, why did they die out? I don't understand. Do we not love each other anymore? Like me and this group of friends, me and this group of coworkers who used to talk about The Bachelor in a private Slack channel. Like, where did the love go? And that can derail me for weeks at a time. Then I'm just dwelling on that. 
Or you can be in a group chat where one person suddenly becomes really unresponsive and you're like, which one of us are they mad at? It better not be me. But if I pester them and ask them if it is, that's not going to improve things. I just like, I don't want to think about group chats. I don't want to do this episode. (laughs) It's too painful. But I do love my group chat with Ashley Well, I do not accept your resignation. Thank (laughs) you for trying. So you stick it out in the group chat. If it's causing you drama or pain or whatever, you're still riding it out. Like you're not going to be like, this died. This chat died, but I'm not leaving. Certainly. It is not at all in my character to excise myself from a situation that has become painful. That is not something I would. So you've never left? No. Okay. It just causes you pain? Yep. Okay. I don't want to make this whole episode about you, to be clear, but (laughs) do you take on the responsibility of keeping the chat alive? Hmm. I've definitely talked about this a hundred times before, but I do have a group chat like with two of my friends from college and one of them stopped responding. The other one still responds, Mm -hmm. but I refuse to move into a two person text with just the one who responds because I want the other person to feel bad all the time that they aren't responding. So in that way, I guess. Do you feel that you have a one on one relationship with that person anyway? Oh, my God. I I feel like it was less than two minutes ago that I said that this episode would be too painful, and now you're just twisting <laughs> in the knife. Okay, we don't have to talk about it. We don't have to talk about. How do you feel about group chats? So group chats cause me pain as well, but not in the way that they're failing or something like that. Like, I could care less if the group chats aren't active. It's more like I feel like everyone's in a million group chats, and I'm in, like, three they're not even necessarily active. Like my most active ones, the one is with you and Lizzie. That's definitely active. And that, to be clear, is across iMessage and Chat. It was once in Slack, too, when we all worked together. Oh, my gosh. And going to get sad again. I think work Slack is a whole different thing. But And my other most active one is definitely with my family. Like those are my two group chats that are active. And I'm like, wow, am I a loser? Everyone I know is like, oh, the group chat was popping off today. And I'm like... What? 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 Where did I go wrong? I feel like I have friends. So anyway, I don't really have that much group chat drama. But if I was in a chat that I didn't want to be in, I have been added to groups where it's like, hey, I'm having my birthday party. And I'm in a group with like 500 people who I don't even have their numbers in my phone. And I'm like, I actually don't know any of you. I still won't leave the group. I'll stay in it. Same thing with Slack, where I maybe join a group because I'm like, oh, this seems like a room that will be relevant to my life. And then I'm like, <gasps> a really good example is Vergecast. Vergecast is like um, Neelai and Dieter and Paul, whatever. People from The Verge. Who um, none look of it you up know. on your own time. We're not going to explain <laughs> it. They have a Slack room. And I was put in it at one time because they tagged me and were like, hey, can you come on the show? I haven't left the room. <laughs> this is me coming out about this. I'm still in the room. Because I feel too awkward to leave. And I don't want them to be like, why did Ashley leave all of a sudden? Because then there's no context to my leaving. And it's not like I don't like Neelai or I don't like Dieter or I don't like Paul. It's just like I don't want to have a discussion about why I'm leaving the room. And ultimately, they probably wouldn't care anyway. That's where I'm at. Oh, boy. So anyway, I don't leave rooms. Okay. You weren't lying about this being a dramatic episode. <laughs> Should we maybe run down who we're going to project our feelings onto this week? <laughs> yeah. So later in the show... We're going to confront, no, we're going to interview (laughs) Asha Sharma, Director of Product Management for Messenger, Facebook Messenger. And she's going to tell us about the product decisions that go into making a product for groups. But first, the users. We got to get to the users. Who we got? 
So I talked to my friend Liz. I have old coworkers in a group chat. I have current coworkers in a group chat. Liz is anonymous because we're going to be not necessarily totally talking trash, but a little bit of talking trash about some of her friends. And she's going to tell us a story. She cannot be known for telling the story. We had a couple really unfortunate real life situations. Liz is super popular. She's in a bunch of group chats, like all over the place. She's an iMessage set. She's in some random group me's. She's on G-chatting groups. Basically, her groups range from high school friends to her college friends to her work friends to her family. I probably am in like 15 to 20 text message group chats. So most of her chats come up in really social situations like through work or through friends and they turn into these massive groups and only much later in the future does she realize that she doesn't need to be in these chats because she doesn't actually know these people for real. Right when you get someone's phone number and you get thrown into a group chat, those people may not end up becoming friends. So I've been in tons of situations where after a couple months or after a year, you're just like, you know what, like, we actually don't even really, like, hang out or, like, have anything in common with this person or this group of people, even so starting side chats or new chats or I'll just leave chats. She weirdly was able to vocalize very well all of the reasons she's left groups. It's too toxic or it's really like being mean to one person or I'm feeling like I just have nothing to contribute consistently and it's just clogging up my phone. Now, just because she gets to make this decision over tech doesn't mean she doesn't have to face the IRL consequences. She does say that her friends have called her out before. I feel like I'm always in a group chat with at least one really close friend. Then they'll pull me aside and be like, LOL, I saw you left that group chat. I don't think it's that big of a deal if I don't want to be there, but maybe they feel differently and the group chat exploded with some Liz hate after I left. She doesn't even get mad about people leaving her own groups. Basically, she knows they usually have their own reasons. Or I can pinpoint the reason. If it starts getting really toxic towards one person or I know like from real life or from a side chat that like two people in the big group chat are having beef and then one of them leaves, like I can be like, oh, probably they just left because they don't want to even talk to this person anymore. Then I'm like, okay, well, that makes total sense. Okay, this is the drama and the reason why Liz had to be anonymous is because, I know, we've been waiting for it. Drama time! Liz told me a story about how when she first got a job in New York or her first internship, she joined a massive group with a close group of friends at the time, but other interns. And I think that there was a group of us that became really close friends in the office, and then we ended up hanging out outside of work all the time. Probably after a month of working, we all were like eating lunch pretty consistently. So we started this group chat and we had a G chat. I think probably after we all left that job, one person in the group became particularly toxic, not just in a relationship with a single person in the group, but with the whole group in different capacities, like verbal abuse almost. And we just were, we kind of as a group came to the conclusion that like, we don't even like this person anymore, or at least like we need to pump the brakes. What they ended up doing, which I think is really cruel. I'm sorry, Elizabeth, it is cruel. They just started a new group chat. And we just kind of decided that like the best thing for us to do was ghost her, kind of. So we started a new group chat with just the five of us. And so I haven't talked to this person about their feelings, but I can only imagine it would really suck because this person had to know. We had a couple birthday parties and stuff where she came in real life and it was never brought up that she wasn't in this group chat. I don't know if she thought maybe we all just dissolved into nothing. You know, if it was me, I would kind of be like, okay, they obviously are friends without me. We'd meet up in real life and like reference stuff from the group chat that she wasn't in anymore. The interesting twist, though, is that 
they recently all, the group once again, all had a moment of coming back together. They realized that perhaps bygones should be bygones, and they reignited the old group chat. They literally dug it up from their archives down in the iMessage deep. We've reignited the old group chat. So, like, she's had this inactive group chat sitting there, and then suddenly, like, years later, it comes back to life. And she's been fine. This is, like, one of those weird, like, Oprah stories where it's, like, they dated for two months in 1935, and they found each other, like, in the nursing home. They didn't even recognize each other, but now they're in love. <laughs> it's deep in the eye message it's like thread. somewhat inspiring, but it's also, like, all this time has been lost, and their lives are nearly well, exactly. over. Well, exactly. This person has lost so much context because they haven't been involved in any of the day-to-day discussion in all this time. And then all of a sudden, it's like, we're back. This person definitely knew the group chat wasn't existing anymore. I'd assume, like, you have to know. And in that case, it just is so obvious. Like, when a single person leaves a group, the conversation goes on. Okay, maybe it was like, oh, why'd this person leave? But it keeps going. It's not like it doesn't exist anymore. When every single person decides to abandon a group, that's when you need to be like, okay, what happened here? Let's talk about it like adults. Okay, well, I don't want to dwell in Liz's horrible steaming pit of drama. I spoke to Maggie Lang, a writer who does not leave group chats for any reason. What makes a group chat the most fun is when everyone is sort of contributing their like individual verve and humor and insight and information. She used to have an advice column called, Do I Have To?, So she answered this very question for them in a way that I found moving. It was prompted by a question of someone who was very overwhelmed by this incessant feed stream that a group chat creates. And she responded to the question saying, I still think like socially you're sort of rejecting each individual person by leaving the group entity that they made that you don't like. There are exceptions, especially if people are like making all sorts of plans that you can't be on or are just like on their phones way more than you want to be called to it. So Maggie says she never leaves group chats, but she does understand why people would contemplate it, how it can be a bad experience. She doesn't want to be mean, so she describes bad group chats in a very polite way. I just think people are on their phones different amounts. And if you're sort of like constantly paying attention to the feed of the group chat, like a a ha 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 ha, like constant not contributing content stuff to the group chat is like fun and social. But if you're not on it and you like don't even know what everyone's joking about and you have to like scroll back so far, but as you're trying to scroll, it's like a fight with your thumbs because like new things keep coming in. Like that's what can get aggravating if you feel a little outside of it. I cannot stand people who only respond with the ha-ha reactions or the heart reactions. Those people need to go to jail. And Maggie, ever more polite than I, gave me a really good way to describe them. My friend group calls them no ads because, like, there are people that add things to a party. And then there are people that subtract. And, like, I actually tend to sometimes, like, have affection for the people that subtract. But the no ads, yeah, just like the neutrals, they're they're difficult. That is a brilliant term because I can think of many people in my own life that I will now from here on refer to as no ads, even though it's kind of mean. 
But you know what? I think that it's crucial we have these terms to refer to them as. A good rubric for the no ads ads thing is that they can come if there's room in the car. So like you would never add an extra car for a no ad. But like if there's room, they can come. This is a rude way to sort people, but it's also really useful. So Maggie doesn't have any group chat drama like Liz, but she does have an example of a really delicate group chat situation that she handled extremely gracefully. I was dating someone like very generously brought into her group chat, like with friends, and they had a very boisterous group chat. And I didn't necessarily want to be like part of the crew. And then uh, when I stopped seeing this person, no one ever went back to the group chat. And I was like, oh, they, they made a new group chat. I felt that was so just sort of like peaceful and easy. They weren't like, would you mind leaving the group? Because clearly like we're still having plans. It just, uh, you know, it just remained unread. And it was, there was something about the silence of that that felt very civilized. I'm not like anti-confrontation or anything, but I was like, cool. Everyone just like solved that very efficiently without us having to talk about it. That's basically like exactly the situation that Liz had, except Liz was the one creating the new group chat. And this whole time, I thought the person who was left in the group chat would be really offended and would be hurt by this. But it sounds like actually maybe she appreciated being left behind. (laughs) Yeah, maybe if she was like Maggie, who was like, I fully am aware that I no longer belong in this social circle. Maybe she also appreciated it and thought it was graceful. Yeah, maybe. We'll never know because we did not call her. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, Maggie is, by self-administered law, a never-leaver of group chats like that and also of Slack rooms, of everything. Never leave. Yeah, I think honestly it's like it's mostly mute. I can be a bit of like a social overthinker and be someone that's like in my head for a couple days of like, oh, that person like left a party quickly right after they were talking to me. It must have been something I said, which, you know, is like a self-centered way of thinking, but also how we like socially keep a barometer on our behavior. I would just rather sort of mute it. And she's in some pretty terrible group chats, but she stays because she loves the people who made them. My dad is not great at his phone and he was clearly trying to text my brother Mark and he got into the thing where you can name a group chat and he named the name of the group chat with me and my mom my brother's name so he thinks that our group chat is now named Mark and then he texts the group chat a text that was meant for my brother and so then I actually looped my brother into a group chat so my dad didn't really know what he'd done because I thought he would be embarrassed. I guess all I got from this conversation was exactly what I needed to get, which was confirmation that there are some people in the world who will put others ahead of their own notification comfort. Everybody should be like Maggie. I'm sorry, but you can't leave. You can't leave. You can never leave. I'm sorry. What are you going to do? Like leave the earth? You can't remove me from the world unless you're going to murder me. So you might as well not remove me from your phone. Well, okay. I do think Liz made a good point when she said that she, you know, sometimes has to leave because a group chat becomes toxic. And I would just say that I think perhaps you should strive not to leave. But if you have to leave for your own toxic, you know, reason thing, you need to be clear about why you're leaving. I'm all in right now on radical honesty. And I believe we should all be radically honest with everyone else. So straight up say You're being toxic, and I do not appreciate this group chat anymore, and I'm leaving. So long. You don't even have to see how they react to that. 
Okay. Well, I guess like if somebody's leaving a mess a group because it's toxic, then there should be a way for them to not announce it to the group. But if you're just leaving it out of rudeness, you should have to give an explanation. <laughs> so I think that there should be a way for product to reflect these two alternatives. Yeah. So that's a big cue. Clearly, if people just had a way to give a reason for leaving, there wouldn't be all this drama, which always comes up when you have to invent your own reasons in your head. So we are actually going to talk to Asha Sharma, a director of product management for Messenger at Facebook, after this break. And we'll be right back with Asha. So we are back with Asha Sharma. She runs the consumer products at Messenger at Facebook. Hello, Asha. Hello. I'm really curious just to know, when you're working at Messenger, how important are group chats to Messenger? Like, is it a big part of what people use the platform for, or are they mostly using it for one-on-one chats? So we see a lot of one-on-one chats, but more recently we've seen group conversations continue to grow. So I think last year about 2.5 million groups are created every single day, and that number has grown tremendously since. The thing about groups is generally they're pretty transient, and so you can go from in real life to on Messenger pretty easily and seamlessly. Uh, And we've been investing in a lot of new features to make that more rich for people to use in in their discussions. And so groups are pretty critical for us. And I think it's a really important way for people to spend time together. So you mentioned that there's been like a, a ton of groups created in the last year. I know Facebook has been focusing a lot on groups and also like there are group chats attached to all those groups. Why would someone leave the group chat, do you think? And how often do you see people doing that? I'm sure people leave for a variety of different reasons. But if you kind of think about it and take a step back and for groups in real life, generally, if people leave a group discussion, it's because they're busy. It's because it's no longer relevant. It's because they, they're they kind of done listening. They don't feel like they can contribute. And in real life, people will just leave the room when that happens. <laughs> I think that Messenger, like I said, it's, a, it's the group conversations on Messenger are similar format to real in real life. And so when people are leaving groups, it's generally for the same reason. People stop listening. They feel like they can't engage anymore or contribute, value add. It's noisy, things like that. Is that something that you guys think a lot about at Facebook? Like, Do you want to prevent people from leaving the group chat or do you want... Is that totally acceptable behavior to you guys? I don't think we think about it as we don't want people to leave a group chat or people have to join group chats. I think that our role is to make it easier for people to spend time together in the way that they want. And so we need to build tools that are transparent and easy and clear. And so we try and think about real world behavior and then build tools to support that. In real life, if you want to leave a conversation, you leave a room, it's pretty clear that that's happening. That's why we try to make it easy and transparent for somebody to leave a room um, or leave a group when they're using Messenger. It's funny because I always think about Slack because in Slack, people will like sometimes leave a room and you don't know why. And then you get that notification. This is like, Caitlin has left the room. And Messenger also gives you a notification of 
Caitlin has left the group or whatever. Why do you have that statement? I feel like that is just such a, it's a bold proclamation. Like it's not maybe Mm -hmm. meant to be, but it kind of just like reverberates. Like people use it in Slack as a joke. Like if someone says, like makes a really bold or obnoxious or like controversial statement, they like leave the Slack room dramatically just to like make a point or something. So like in Facebook, it is it's kind of the same, like a little bit, of, like, you know, light smack in the face. Right. We're trying to keep things in perspective this season <laughs> and maybe not exaggerate. I mean, I think with anything, I think you're right that I think we're still learning the cultural nuances. And so the more and more people start to use groups for their everyday conversation, I think the more we'll just learn a ton for what people want to use groups for and what types of features that they want. I think in general, the spirit of it and and for most people is when a group is no longer relevant. So, for example, when I have ever changed teams in my career um, and if I'm using Slack or Workplace or uh, Messenger, it's very common to say, hey, guys, I'm out. I'm changing teams. I'm going to miss you. And then you leave the group and you move on. I did the same with uh, this group that I have on Messenger for a foundation that I'm part of. I changed committees. It was no longer relevant. I expressed that I'm leaving and why I'm leaving, and then I left. And so I think that's generally the common case, but I'm sure that there are cultural tendencies or like new nuances that are coming up where people are using the features to mean other things. And I think we'll just learn over time what our users want and adjust the features to that. One of the things that we offer is the ability to mute or um, mute a conversation. So if it is too noisy, you don't have to feel like you're rude by <laughs> leaving the conversation. You can just kind of pause and, you know, disengage and it not bother you. So I think we're still learning a bunch of those things. Have you ever experimented with product features like giving people a prompt like to answer why they're leaving or anything like that to give the other participants in the chat? A reason? So we have not focused on doing that. I think we definitely could test something like that. In general, we've focused on just talking to our customers and talking to our users to understand what they want. And we have to make sure we think about things holistically. Like we have 1.3 billion people using our products. And so what might be good for a subset of people aren't good for everyone. But I do think it's a it's an interesting idea and we, sh- we could totally test something like that. Cool. I hope every time you guys do that, you can just say credit to YG push that button for <laughs> this brilliant product test. I mean, yep, it's going to be in the fine print. It's, it, maybe we'll make that the button, actually. <laughs> Amazing. All we've ever wanted is to exist in Facebook's UI. <laughs> <laughs> so to make things a little more personal, which we love to do, um, that's our bread and butter. Do you personally have any group chats that you would like to leave and are staying in because of the fear of being snitched on by a messenger? Uh, not quite. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> so like I mentioned, for me personally, it's pretty common because a lot of my life is on messenger to just be upfront and open if I want to leave a group. And there's certainly reactions that come with it. Like some people are sad. Some people are like, call me out on it. But like, you know, once it's done, it's done. So I would say I'm sufficiently in all the groups I should be in or that I want to be in. Uh, but every now and again, I do mute my 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 team's messaging threads just don't tell them that. Wow. We need a notification of the mute. Wait. Yeah. No, that brings me to the, another question. We did a whole 
episode about read receipts and like basically the politics of leaving someone on read. Read. If I send a message to a group chat in Facebook Messenger that has five people in it, it will tell me which ones of those people have seen my message, right? Correct. It shows seen heads. So have you guys ever thought about tinkering with that a little bit? Because we also had somebody on the show who talked about making like Facebook events and seeing like everyone who had seen events and ignored them. Mm-hmm. To me, it's it's pretty brutal to be like, this person, this person, this person, and this person read your message and declined to respond. I think it's a very valuable thing in that when you say something and you can't see people to know that they're listening and that they can hear it and they're more likely to respond because of that, I think is awesome and what you want in communication. The thing we don't want is for people to feel uncomfortable by it. And so I think all of these things across the board, we're just working on how do we give people more control to have the types of conversations that they want. And so you'll continue to see us testing new things that allow people to be in control of their conversations. But again, it's there because generally people are more responsive, have found value in knowing that people can hear them and listen, even though they're not in real life together. I also am just wondering if when you're looking, because there's tons of messaging apps, obviously. So when you're looking at the landscape, um, are there any product features you wish Facebook had that you see other companies doing that you're like, that's really cool or just nifty product features you've noticed? I think that there's a lot of products doing exciting things, but what I try and push our teams to do instead of looking at what the competition is doing is to look at what our customers want most and our users want most that we're not able to deliver because everything's a trade-off. We have to prioritize. And so I I wouldn't say there's any specific competitive feature that, you know, we're yearning for, but there's so many things we want to keep building for our community that I think will just take time and patience for us to execute on. But I'm excited for this next year. Has there been any behaviors you've seen in group chats that have surprised you or you wouldn't expect? I think it's just interesting to always see the emotional responses. So I think in group conversations, people are laughing more and and joking more and using like the haha emoji and reaction versus in one-on-one conversations. I think people are more like more intimately expressive of like, oh, I love this and things like that. So I think dynamics are always interesting to see. We see different generations do different things. So adults, for example, definitely use groups to coordinate and plan. It takes probably six or seven apps to plan an event as it is today. And so just seeing people turn to Messenger and groups to be able to do that um, inspires us to want to make that 10x easier for them to actually plan their wedding or plan an outing with the people that they care about. So there's some interesting things like that that I think we're, we're learning a lot about as we go. So then are the teens just using group chats to just, like, talk instead of plan? They're not as planful. Um, <laughs> I think that they're using it more to to hang out, um, and it's an extension of what they're doing when they see each other, and they're just carrying conversations. I think it's really impressive how, like, conversations can go from in real life to in messenger to in real life, like, pretty transiently with that generation. To backtrack a little bit, I know you said people had added – sorry, can you repeat the number of how many groups – they've made in the last year? So in 2017, 2.5 million new groups were created on Messenger every single day. Okay, cool. Every day. Every day. Got you. That's insane. So do you guys have numbers on how many people use group chat 
on Messenger overall? I'm sure we do. I don't have those off the top of my head, but the numbers we share are generally around how many are, how many groups are being created. Okay. Do you happen to know how large groups typically are, like on average? Honestly, it really ranges. We see 10 as kind of a common number, but again, I think... 10. What? Oh my God. I don't have 10 people who would come to my funeral. No, me neither. <laughs> I'm sure that's not true. But it definitely ranges. So you can think about things where some groups have higher frequency than others, where you're communication communicating a ton. And like one of the things that we see in messaging is most of your conversations happen with their top five people, right? 75% of conversations. That said, generally when you're forming a group, you're doing it for different reasons. So sometimes it's to stay in touch with those five people. And in that case, it's a smaller group. But in other times, it's to plan and organize, which generally requires more than the number of people. How big can a group get on Messenger before you shut it down? I don't know that I've seen us shut a group down. I think the biggest group I've personally seen, which I haven't been around the block too much yet, um, is about 50 people or so. That horrifies me. I'm just thinking of all the notifications and I'm like, no. Yeah. But think about it. Like I'm thinking about when I like there's reasons to do it. So, for example, I think about our group the conversation that we have with the messenger product manager team. Or I think about the group that we have for like all the people that I graduated with in my business class, which was 400 people and like the conversations that we have in the subgroups that spawn from that. And so more and more, I think conversation is becoming the way that people want to spend time and interact. And so you can imagine there's things we need to do to make large group conversations better but they do exist, right? Can you, you can imagine the opportunity to talk about the Super Bowl or your favorite TV show or whatever it is with people who have similar interests. And those types of conversations in groups could be relatively interesting and meaningful to create new relationships. Yeah, that's true. I'm actually thinking of how like Slack groups obviously have hundreds of people sometimes. And then if you miss out on certain chats, you'll get like a digest later of what you missed. So I guess in those cases, yeah. that's like an interesting... Product. I don't know. I think like it kind of it comes back in a lot of ways to the read receipt episode and that like all of the features like designed for transparency only become something unpleasant because like human beings are not very nice to each other. So like that Ashley has left the group chat notification on Facebook is only a slap in the face because Ashley did not have the nerve to tell me why she was leaving the group chat. Yeah, I think we just need to like um, have a cultural norm of the group chat goodbye message. Mm -hmm. Yes, I agree. Like a sign off and, and forwarding email address when you leave a job or something. Like <laughs> you you should have the decency to, to put in writing. I'm all in on radical honesty. So yeah, I have loved my two years in the group chat. Unfortunately, I am I need to try something new and pursue a group chatless life. You guys can reach me with discretion Privately. and at appropriate intervals <laughs> at this email address. <laughs> Well, Asha, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for having me. If you guys have other questions, just start a group chat with me. <laughs> <laughs> we will. <laughs> and I promise I will not leave without telling you why. All right. Wow. So that was a full discussion. Asha was amazing. Really glad that we learned that teens love their group chats and that literally millions of group chats are made all the time. So fantastic and reassuring. But I was kind of bummed to hear that they're not thinking about ways to just add. I'm literally just thinking of just adding an option that's like, I'm leaving because of this. Like a way to force people into explaining their decision to leave a group. Sounds like Asha's really responsible and does not on her own. But I'm like, Asha, girl, you're doing this on your own. 
Why don't you just build a product feature for it? I see what you're saying. I am going to come back to my same line of argument that I have made whenever we get into this, which is like, I feel like people should just be decent. You should not have to have a product that forces you to be decent. Like, just be sensitive of others. Like, you know when leaving a group chat is fine and no one's going to care. And you know when leaving a group chat is going to hurt someone's feelings. Like, you've been walking around every day on Earth. It's true. People are crappy, though. People don't want tech to control their lives. And then when things get messy, they're like, I want tech to control my life. It's tough because you and I are clearly passive in that we'll just mute the group chats and hope that we just never have to deal with them and we'll never leave and we don't care to confront people. And then the people who do take the steps to leave are at least taking control of their own lives, but they don't want to be so aggressive as to give a reason as to why. (laughs) So it's like, okay. Maybe we just need tech to solve it for us. This is why technology is invented, is to solve problems. Well, this solve is like this problem. people leaning on their parents being like, please, please make up a lie so I don't have to go to this birthday party <laughs> I was invited to. <laughs> like, wow. Yeah, it's true. I don't know. Would your parents do that for you? I always thought that was so shady. People whose parents let them would like call for them. I rarely turn down party invites, well, even as a of child. Course. This so. is a silly line of inquiry for me. Okay. <laughs> So once again, takeaway is stop being a baby. Stop being a baby. And if you're going to be a baby, pray that Facebook comes through for you. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Sweet. So that's the end of the show. Hope you guys enjoyed. As usual, you know, I'm just here to deliver the spiel. So you can follow Caitlin at K-A-I-T underscore Tiffany on Twitter. You can follow me at Ashley R. Carmen on Twitter. We have our email account button at TheVerge.com which you should email if you have some episode ideas or if you love Instagram pop-ups. This is what I want. I was about to say white whale, but that sounds rude. This is like our holy grail, like of email responses. We're mm-hmm. looking for someone who really, really, really loves Instagram pop-ups and those museums, like Museum of Ice Cream, Museum of Pizza, to mm-hmm. be clear. Yes, and not only would we like you to perhaps appear on the show, we would also like you to be our close personal friend. Debatable, but <laughs> we'll start a group chat with you. Yeah, we'll start a group chat with you. <laughs> It'll be so boring. Literally, all I do is drop tweets in to our group chat and be like, I hate this person. They're so dumb. She's not lying. (laughs) So my other new thing I'm adding to the spiel is that if you enjoy this podcast, please tell a friend. That would be really helpful for us. And, you know, we're just trying to grow our network here and we love direct influencers. You're a micro influencer. So talk to your friends about that. That was dark. That was that was dark. <laughs> of course, thanks to our producers, Bridget Armstrong and Andrew Marino. They're the best. That's it. See you next week. Bye.